This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I've always felt completely welcome. Let me be absolutely clear there. But at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, he's not Filipino. You know what I mean? Like it's (laughs) okay. He's a little bit different. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Mika. What's the chismis? This is What's the Chismis, a podcast about Filipinx identity in Edmonton. Hi, my name is Mika Leonida, and the chismis I want to talk about today is on interracial relationships. This has been a topic of conversation between the What's the Chismis producers for a while now. Being in an interracial relationship myself, I thought I'd have a conversation with my partner, Liam, to get his thoughts on our relationship and the ways it has evolved throughout the years. Also, as a note, the word chinito is mentioned in our conversation. Chinito or chinita are Spanish terms that refer to people who look East Asian. The root of the word comes from China or China, so the terms are typically used to describe people with East Asian traits, whiter and maybe folks with smaller shaped eyes. The term doesn't necessarily convey anything derogatory. In fact, chinito is often used as a compliment. For example, wider skin is a beauty standard that is often valued in the Filipino community. Um, so for folks who have never seen myself or Liam, um, I am Filipino. Both my parents are Filipino. Um, and Liam, what is your background? I am uh, of mixed descent. My dad is Irish Canadian and my mother is uh, Chinese Malay. So yes, I'm a half. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so I'm doing the episode on interracial dating and just trying to, you know, understand the dynamics that sort of go on with couples and um, particularly looking at how interracial dating has been perceived and continues to be perceived in the Filipino community. And of course, people will have, you know, different experiences. So we're just going to be talking about what it's sort of like um, with our relationship and how interracial dating has sort of, uh, I guess, taken shape um, with us in, in the last seven years that we've been together. When you began dating me, were you ever worried about what your family or like friends would say about you dating like a Filipino girl? I know you mentioned that you know, your parents are also like in an interracial marriage. So yeah, I just wanted to get your perspective on that. Yeah, good question. Uh, my parents are both incredibly open people, open-minded, I suppose you could say. Um, so there was no, I mean, maybe it came up casually in the conversation, like, oh, you're seeing this girl, uh, where's she from, kind of. But at no point it was ever the focal point of the discussion or, or were there any ever any limitations on uh on who i should be dating i i will say i guess maybe this is slightly interesting i think my mom would prefer if i were to that to to be dating someone of asian descent um but that's by no means like uh there's no pressure to to see anybody of a certain race yeah so i would say overall i was never questioned on on race in terms of my dating preferences 
Mm-hmm. Can you expand on like the comment that you made on your mom's preference for like an Asian girl? And of course, I understand preference just being like a cultural thing, maybe a linguistic tie. But what does that sort of look like for you, or how did you interpret that preference? Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a good point. I guess I, I will lead with a caveat of saying. Again, just to reinforce the fact that my mom, of course, doesn't really. Uh, well, she's she's more interested in the personality of the person who I'm seeing. But I think in her mind, um, maybe if I were to see somebody who is of Asian descent, it would just be more comfortable and sort of less of a, a bridge to gap uh, where they where where she could ever meet someone. Um, and I know you and my mom get along great. That probably doesn't have anything to do with you being Asian and she being Asian as well. Uh, but maybe it's just a comfort thing, I think. It's more familiar, if that makes sense. Was there ever a time when you felt like our relationship was like examined or sort of judged, like when you were dating? And it doesn't have to be like an overt thing. It can just be like something that you've maybe felt before, but also maybe not. To be completely honest, no, I, I don't think... No, yeah, sorry. I <laughs> I know that's like a, I, I think our friends group is very accepting and very, the, the, the circles we run in are, have no sort of bias one way or the other of, of the ethnicity that you're dating. So yeah, no, sorry. I guess for me, maybe it's just like a, a language thing, but when we first started dating, my family, not like my parents, but just my extended family would like remark on like your looks. Okay. So like the term chinito, like, you know, has been associated with you because you are sort of like your, your mixed race and part of your ethnicity and background is, is Chinese Malay. Yeah. So just like, oh, he's like chinito, like, oh, his dad is white and like he's Canadian. Right. Um, which are like these linguistic things that don't really mean much, but when they're sort of thrown around every time that you're around, it's like, okay, interesting that these folks would remark on that. Yeah, I guess the most relevant example would be the few times that I've gone over for New Year's Eve with with all your Filipino relatives and or friends or family. I've always felt completely welcome. Let me be absolutely clear there. But at the same time, it's kind of like, oh, he's not Filipino. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's got mm. that sort of like, okay, he's a little bit different, which is, again, that's just a completely natural reaction. It's not one of hostility or making me feel alienated at all, but I can definitely sense the, uh, the vibe is that, uh, okay, you're dating somebody who is not uh, within our in-group, but again, no problems at all there. Yeah. I guess at those New Year's Eve parties, could you expand on the vibe? Like, what did it feel like? How did they interact with you? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, one thing that I can very clearly point out is, uh, of course, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Filipinos love to communicate through food, I feel like. So mm. uh, one thing I could recall is being asked maybe every <laughs> every five to 10 minutes, uh, oh, try this food, or try this food, or, or go get some more food, try this pancit, or try this lechon. Uh, so that was one thing that made me feel super welcome, was like, uh, oh, 
he's a little bit different. Maybe he hasn't had Filipino food before. Let's let's make sure that he eats enough and make sure that he sort of experiences what Filipino food is like. Um, maybe I'm projecting a little bit, but that was the sense that I got a little bit. So I guess that was one thing that uh, I sort of took away from that, uh, those parties, yeah. Yeah, so since we've been dating for like seven years um, and we'll be moving in with each other pretty soon here, um, do you think that the way like my parents interact with you has changed from when we first started dating? Yeah, uh, good question. Um, yes, uh, simply put, yes, it has changed. I feel definitely way more comfortable around your parents than I did um, in the, when we first started dating. When I first came over to your house for the first couple of times, uh, I would definitely say communicating was a little bit harder. I Maybe that's just your parents' nature. It's just like they, they just, um, it, again, there was nothing bad about it. I want to reinforce that. It was just, there wasn't a lot to talk about, maybe, uh, if that makes sense. But nowadays, if I go over to your house, uh, it's your mom telling me about her camping trip or telling me about her job. And then it's your dad giving me a good half an hour talk about, oh, I fixed the car like this and I, and I can fix your car up. And yeah, it's way more comfortable now. Um, and maybe that has something to do with familiarity. Um, I don't know, I'd be, I'd love to hear your take on it. My parents are a lot more communicative, I find. Mm -hmm. exactly. um, and it could be because they're retired and are less like in their heads about, you know, how do I communicate with this English speaking person? Yes. Um, I think my mom definitely um, felt like her English wasn't good enough mm. to like speak so like directly with you. But yeah. I think just with the amount of years um, that we've been dating and I mean, I'm, I'm the, like the oldest sibling out of my brother and I. And so at the beginning it was like, oh, how do we navigate, you know, dating and communicating with this person that we like never met before. Um, so maybe part of it was like, wanting to leave a good impression do you remember any of the conversations that were had or like do you remember how you were feeling on that first like meet my parents no i i definitely do recall that that first meeting and i remember them being very friendly but what like what you said before they were maybe just a little bit like oh i'm a little bit self-conscious of my english which i was trying to really push the fact that no it's okay like Canada as a nation of immigrants, your English level absolutely does not determine um, how I perceive you or anything like that. Um, but I, I do remember it being a bit awkward, but I also remember there being them being friendly. I, I don't remember the exact conversations, but the vibe uh, was friendly for sure. Do you, do you remember what they were? Yeah, I think just by way of it being like the first meeting and like not knowing like a lot about you, yeah. Definitely, I think they wanted to make like a good impression. And there were parts of that dinner where I had to like translate into Tagalog and like code switch. Oh, yeah. um, and like explain sort of like what you were saying. And there are still times when you come over and maybe like they they don't grasp like what is being said or like the joke that's being made. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then I sort of have to add some clarity in Tagalog and expand. But other than those like communication lips, I think that we're able to communicate like really well. And my parents are able to like crack jokes with you now. And I think it is nice. is Nikki Mendiola. Nikki is one of the newer producers with the What's the Chismis team, and we spoke about her interracial relationship. Throughout the conversation, I noticed and realized just how different our experiences are with dating people outside of the Filipino community. There are a few Tagalog terms that are used in this conversation, namely mestizo and mestiza, which again are Spanish words that mean mixed blood or someone of mixed or foreign ancestry. Um, so if you don't mind me, or if you don't mind me asking, who are you dating and maybe like share something that you like about your partner? (laughs) That's really funny that you asked because I always joke about how I'm like, how am I going to be able to do like vows? I don't like saying in front of people (laughs) what I like about you. (laughs) It's so awkward. Um, so I, uh, my partner, his name is Salon. Uh, he is a wonderful, I call him an old man, but he's only two years older, but there's definitely sometimes a generational gap. So we like to joke about that. Um, I really love that he and I can just have a really fun time wherever we are. Uh, something that I really cherish about, or I guess something that I really looked for, uh, was having someone that's my best friend some like the I guess the vibe um just kind of reminded me uh, of hanging out with my closest friends like a safe and secure place to unwind and be myself and joke around and just like find the little funny things in life so I'm able to do that with my partner so very grateful for that is your partner from the Filipino community he is not. Uh, he he is from Sri Lanka, and so are his parents. Um, but he, I mean, he doesn't really like <laughs> participating in his culture. So. <laughs> yeah, that was like me for a little bit growing up too. Whenever you are from like a different culture, there are things that you like subscribe to and of course just like the different growing pains associated to it so I I understand that (laughs) um when you first started dating or even before you started dating I know that like the Filipino culture maybe has some like norms or expectations that aren't directly said to children but you sort of understand that there's like a coded language almost did you feel like you grew up with unspoken like rules or norms on dating. I, I, I would say so. 
I would say like around uh, interracial dating, it was more of the coded language, especially growing up in, in a culture that jokes about darker skin, um, is very comfortable with making comments about um, other cultures and ethnicities. Like I will be one of the first people to say that there's a lot of anti-blackness in Filipinx communities. And so I feel like anything that is darker than what we are, like I was kind of just worried about how my parents would react, especially because they all, I, I mean, I guess they did talk about like, it's nicer when you date someone who's Filipino because then you can like communicate easier and like your cultures can blend well together because you know, you're from the same community and there's not a lot of discrepancies between your expectations and um, there's another word that I'm looking for. It's like comfortabilities maybe, or like what you're used to. Yeah. And like, and I think that came out more when my older brother was dating, I mean, now his wife who is uh, white and they, when they would leave um, like a family dinner we're having, my parents would comment about how like, Mickey, like, just please like, it's easier to date within our culture because we don't have to like dance around these expectations that we like don't know about. Um, so they just didn't really jive well throughout that process. And even now there's a little bit of a strained relationship. And then when I told my parents that I had like started dating um, even before my partner, just like going on dates, uh, and I would mention that, like, say I was mentioning, oh, the guy I'm going on a date with tonight is brown. And then they would make comments about how, like, I have to be careful. And then they would pinpoint one culture or ethnicity, even if the guy isn't from there, he's just brown. And I don't know uh, where he's from. Um, and even when I started dating my partner uh, now, Salon, they, they still had those, like, cautionary tales of, like, just be careful like they might like scam you or like they might trick you or something like that and it was interesting because his parents also had comments about me being Filipinx. Do you want to expand on that? Do you feel comfortable expanding on your own experiences, like walking into a Sri Lankan like family? Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, like in the beginning, uh, when he told his parents that we were dating, that we started dating, and when they found out that I was Filipino, they weren't very nice about it. They made comments, something about like what, like I was just there to date him for his money even though at the time I made a, like more money than he did and worked more. And I was the sugar mommy in the relationship. Now, not so much because I'm taking a break from work, but like that was, that was our joke. Like, like I had the financial privilege to just have extra. So um, that was one of their comments. The other one was like, I don't know, probably something about like being like maids and stuff um, or like not having like an education and like I was like I have a degree 
I have like this, I'm not about like comparing uh, academia because I think academia is racist and classist and many other things, but like I had, to, I, I was like, um, and I, I didn't get to say this to his parents because he got to say it himself. Like he will defend me. He mentioned like, I have a degree. I, I have a whole degree. Uh, I'm not uneducated just because I'm Filipino. So there was just those things like entering that home. I was like, there's like a bit, there's like a, a quite a few things pitted against me already. And even still now, like it's kind of hard to navigate. Um, but I think over the, t- over the last year and nine months, they've gotten to realize that, oh, she is Filipino. She's also like a good person, but not as like friendly as my partner is with my parents. I guess you already touched on this, but I'll just ask it just in case there is like stuff to be added. But when you started dating your partner, were you ever worried about like going to family functions? And did you ever prepare your partner for any comments that you think might be said to them? I, I never really thought to like warn him other than like maybe my family might like ask him questions about India, even though he's not in, like from India, right? It's always just pinpointing like one country that like they know that brown people come from. And it's like, there's many other places that people are brown. What was it? Like my mom still asks me whenever like we have a dinner, she'll still, still ask me to this day. And we've been dating for like a year and nine months. Does he eat pork? And I'm like, mom, he's brown. He's not Muslim. And so there's always, <laughs> there's also that. I think like in overall though, like if I was to bring him to the Philippines, which we're hoping to do, I won't be worried to bring him just because he's brown. Because as much as my parents like say comments, or maybe I know, even though I know comments that come up against brownness and blackness in Philippines community, I also don't just, can I cuss? I just don't really care. I really don't care. <laughs> Um, like I'll hear it, I'll get annoyed by it, and then I'll show up and be like, deal with it. That kind of <laughs> mentality. Um, because I know that I can prove them wrong. I know that like my partner is a wonderful person, not despite being brown and not because of being brown, he's just a brown person. <laughs> you know, he's just Sri Lankan and also a wonderful person. I think like the most I'll ever like warn him about is like Atita might ask you like you're real or might say that you're really fat but we can like say something back it's okay and they'll they might make jokes about like oh your babies are gonna come out so dark it's like okay we are also very dark <laughs> so I know the comments will float around but both of us just don't really give a shit yeah and I think it's like kudos to both of you for just being like this is our relationship this is who we are this is how we choose to like love each other and like you still show up to things like knowing that you may be asked these things and like being challenged on like certain things right and be put into spaces that are like uncomfortable and like you said like annoying mm-hmm. but I, I I really like respect y'all for for just going and like showing people that yeah this exists and yeah, I, I guess it just challenges people to like address their uncomfortability. 
And if not, like just just get used to seeing it. For sure. And it's really interesting because like when you go to say if you go to church or a gathering with a bunch of Filipinos and there's a Filipino girl with a white guy, there's absolutely no problem. So the moment I date anybody darker than Filipino, God forbid, right? But if I was with a white guy, it's more of like, oh, your kids are gonna be so like mestizo, mestizo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And which is like such a double standard now that I'm thinking about it. And I, I'm surprised in myself that I haven't like really thought of that double standard before. I think I've just taken it as like a reality. Like when a Filipino lady dates like a white man, it's like, oh, this like fantasize, like, wow, good for you. Like your kids are going to be half and tall and beautiful and have like really big eyes and they're going to be like intelligent and great and like models. And have like, yeah, have pointy nose. <laughs> Matangos. I don't, mm. like, your Lola won't have to, like, pinch your nose when you're a baby. Yeah, my partner, he's, like, half white and half, like, Chinese Malay. So just listening to your experiences, definitely I've, I've never had to, like, address, like, brownness in relation to the person that I'm dating. Um, because my partner is like chinito, which is like usually the comment that we get, but oftentimes chinito is like a positive, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so just like interesting dynamics in every relationship and the ways people respond to it would be different because of like all the ways that these like social constructs of like race and <laughs> like exist, <laughs> which yeah. is interesting. Yeah, there's like things to look forward to because his chinito. I have things to look out for because he's brown. And it's like, what? Conversations with Liam and Nikki reminded me of all the growing pains that still exist around interracial dating. There is so much unlearning and relearning that needs to happen in order for different families and cultures to come together. Not only that, but there are so many ideas surrounding race that still need to be addressed and unlearned. The two Tagalog slash Spanish terms that came up in today's podcast were chinito and mestizo. Many people still value mixed-race individuals with lighter skin. Of course, not all Filipino families have the same experiences with interracial dating, but I can't help but ask, why do we still hold these ideas? And how can we deconstruct these harmful yet widely accepted norms? I certainly don't have the perfect roadmap or any of the answers. I can say that I am inspired by Nikki and her relationship, and by so many other couples who challenge the status quo by engaging in conversations with their friends and family, and who unapologetically continue to love, care, and support each other despite circumstances outside of their control. And honestly, I think that is such a wonderful demonstration of strength and resilience.
What's the Cheese Meets is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. Today's episode was produced by me, Mika Leonida. A huge thank you to Liam Edmonston and Nikki Mendiola for sharing their thoughts and experiences with us. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website, whatsthecheesemeese.transistor.fm. Follow us on Instagram at whatsthecheesemeese and on Facebook at whatsthecheesemeesecjsr. You can also send us an email at cheesemeese at cjsr.com. That's cheesemeese, T-S-I-S-M-I-S. Salamat!